I was at a tennis game and playing with my mate, and he came up and he said, look, I think you and I need to have a chat. I said, what about? I said, oh, things aren't quite right with you. I said, what are you talking about? I'm fine. Nothing's wrong. He said, nah, I can see some changes in you that, nah, how about you come for tea tonight? I went and had tea with them overnight, and he said... He can see these changes, and my attitude to lots of things had changed. I, I didn't think I had an issue. Welcome to Let's Talk, a podcast about mental health in rural and regional Australia. My name is Kaya Handley. I'm a journalist and have had my own lived experience with mental health. This episode, we're focusing on men's mental health. Let me take a moment to give you some facts, some statistics. In Australia, 50% of all men will experience a mental health problem at some point in their lives. Three out of every four suicides are blokes. And if you're a man living in a regional area, your chances of experiencing mental illness is nearly one and a half times greater than your city brothers. And as Sholto Douglas learnt firsthand... You may not always know when you're in a bad way mentally. For a father to turn around and say, I can't be bothered going to a 13th birthday party, I would have thought that would have rung alarm bells, saying, well, hang on, hang on. That's probably not quite the reaction you should have. But at the time, I didn't think I wasn't in that headspace or whatever it was. At the time, I didn't think there was an issue. What did you think was wrong? Was stopping you from getting out of bed? I don't know. It was 2000. I just planted my second lot of trees. Financially, we were struggling and I was trying to start an orchard and run sheep and run wheat. I mean, we've got five kids. Now, in 2000, we had two 13-year-olds, two 11-year-olds and a five-year-old. Life was pretty hectic and I I really don't know. Why didn't I get out of bed? I just didn't feel like it. I didn't think there was anything wrong at the time. It's a long time ago now, and and, and looking back, I'm I'm trying to work out, and I can't. It it must have been a state of mind thing, but no, I'm fine, don't worry about me. It was a mate who sat Sholto down and told him he was worried, that he wasn't acting like himself. And after a trip to the GP, Sholto received the help he needed. And 18 months after seeing his GP for the very first time, he felt like his mental health was back to normal. But understanding his own depression changed how he saw other men in his community. Having been there, having gone through it, and had a mate pointed out to me, there are people, and especially in the rural, I see people out here, there are blokes out here that I'm worried about. I can say that quite honestly. There are blokes out here who work 24-7. You never see them out. They're always working. And, uh, guys, come on. Come away from the farm. Just go out and let's go to the pub and have a drink or something. But I now can see it. Men are the worst. We blokes don't like talking. I talked to my wife about this, and she has a nucleus of very close girlfriends. I don't have a close-knit group of blokes because it ain't a blokey thing. I think there's a lot to be said for that. Sholto's story is common and one that Steve Carrig, a mental health coordinator with the Rural Adversity Mental Health Program, hears every day. So what are the catalysts for a man to spiral into a depression? Steve Carrig says it comes down to stigma 
and that traditional idea of what an Aussie bloke's life should look like. Traditionally, Australian men, and in particular rural men, are taught from a young age to be self-reliant and stoic and not to express our emotions too much when we're in pain or unhappy. There continues to be a little bit more stigma for a bloke that stops them from asking for help, but I do believe that that stigma is slowly but surely changing over the last 10 years or so. And I think a large part of that change has been more and more high-profile men in Australia now being far more open about how mental ill health has affected their lives and really importantly that they have actually recovered and got better. We know that mental health problems are really common but they're also really treatable and I think it's important that men get that message. When we talk about mental health and men do we see them being affected differently to what we might expect say for a woman? It's quite interesting statistically according to the National Mental Health Survey which was conducted in 2007 men did seem to be affected by conditions like anxiety and depression at lesser rates than women But we do know that in Australia, men account for 75% of the tragedies that are suicide in this country and have nearly twice the rate of substance misuse disorders, according to that study. But there are differences, there are different stresses. Work stress and uncertainty in employment conditions, and certainly in our rural areas, climatic and weather stress. Changes in relationships, uh, including a partner having a baby, is recognised as being a very significant stressor, not just for the woman, but also the male partner. Loss and grief, which can obviously affect all of us at any time. Certainly social isolation and rural and remote areas, uh, that's a really key, important stressor. And also having a medical condition, and particularly those that last a long time, or involve a chronic pain. With campaigns like Movember, Man Up, hashtag It's Okay to Talk, and prominent male celebrities speaking publicly and openly about their mental health battles, Steve Carrig says he is starting to see the stigma start to disappear. Men in general, over the last 10 years, have felt more confident to open up about what's happening for them. We certainly see a lot more of that happening in the media, which I think is terrific. Um, it's a very powerful medium, and I think that that is an area where men are more likely to listen to other people's stories and go, oh, that sounds like me, or that sounds like a mate of mine, and, and maybe it's time for me to have that conversation. But there's still a long way to go. I think we just need to keep chipping away at the social barrier, which is men feeling confident enough to talk about their feelings and their moods and their behaviour and their relationships and, and sometimes domestic violence and certainly being a father or being in a same-sex relationship. I think conversations really do matter and can make a huge difference to a bloke's life. There's no mm. doubt about that. Because it does take someone listening as well. So society needs to change the idea that men can't express feelings. That's for sure. And... Reaching out for help is is one part of the solution and a very useful one. And really importantly, accepting that help when it's offered is is just as important. And one of the the quotes I sometimes use, it's from uh, Jimmy Barnes from Cold Chisel, and he said, you don't need to be brave, you need to be courageous. And to be courageous, you need to let your guard down and be open. What I've observed over the years is that initial conversation is tough, you know, asking that first question or being in the room with someone you're worried about. But after that first conversation, everything often becomes easier. And it's also important to note that once men have been through that process themselves, reaching out for help and getting better and and recovering, they often really well placed to support other men in the future because of their own lived experience. In a small town where everyone knows everyone, when there's only one GP in town, privacy can be hard to come by. And that's where Men's Line comes in. 
It's been operating since 2001, and for many years it was the only service of its kind, focused solely on helping men with their mental health. It was launched because men access those sorts of services differently from women, and they prefer a a much more confidential environment and potentially something that they can access after hours in the privacy of their own home. They much prefer to talk on the telephone or engage via web chat or video counselling. That's Samantha Fredericks. She runs strategy and innovation at On The Line, the company that runs Men's Line and has been operating mental health telephone lines since 1958. She says one of the many benefits of having a service dedicated to blokes is that their counsellors can develop specific techniques to help. For men in particular, we might use a treatment modality like problem-solving treatment, which is about a really structured way of presenting people with the tools to be able to identify quickly what their issues are and then be able to work out solutions. And that it's a tool set that people can then take with them so that they can use it on their own another time as well. Men's Line is more than a phone service just for blokes. It's for wives, girlfriends, mothers, friends of men who might be worried and looking for information. Because as you heard with Sholto Douglas's story, without a friend being educated about mental health, he would never have gone to see his GP to seek help. And this has inspired Sholto to spread the message about men's mental health through the game of cricket. There's been a game of cricket between Toon Carey and then there's the Anna Branch. They used to have a social cricket match once a year all the time. And of course that's just died out. So I thought, well, why don't we get this cricket match back up and running? But let's promote men's mental health. And then I found out that the ex-New South Wales Test and Sheffield Shield cricketers belong to a group called the Baggy Blues. They are really big in helping with men's mental health. I rang an ex-Test cricketer called Phil Emery and got hold of him. He was up for it. He said, yep. Out of that first one, I had a phone call the following Monday from a gentleman who's a high-profile gentleman who rang me and said, you know what, I think I need help. Can you give me the number. So I did. And he's been getting help for the last two years. So there's one. I got help for one person who turned up. Everybody loves it. We have two or 300 people turn up. It's a great night. And it just gets all the country folk in. They can sit down, they have a meal, they have a drink. They can talk to each other. If they wish to go and talk to the people who are manning the mental health stands, they can. That's what it's all about. The whole day is that people can learn about the changes that they may see in somebody. The more we talk about it, and it's not a stigma anymore. Starting a conversation. It seems so simple, but we know it can be hard. So Steve Carrig has a bit of a motto around starting a difficult conversation about mental health. We have two ears and one mouth and use them in that proportion. After the person has told you their story, help link them into the appropriate service. And that could be a GP in the first instance, but don't just leave it there and make sure that you do check in with them from time to time and make sure that they know you're still there for them if the wheels of recovery start to wobble a bit, which they inevitably do, you know. Getting better from feeling unwell or experiencing depression or anxiety isn't always a smooth road and and the wheels do wobble and and it's important that you as a mate stand by them and, and make sure that they know that you're still around. So reach out to those you think are struggling, even if it feels hard and uncomfortable, because as Sholto Douglas found out, it could just save a life. 
for many, many years, I kept it a secret. Not many people know that I did, and there's still a lot of people out there who don't know. But I've gone past that. It, it's not about me. I'm just very thankful for this particular mate who saw a change and had the guts to talk. For two or three hours, I denied it. I said, you're talking rubbish. I'm fine. But no. And I don't know what would have happened if he didn't step in. I don't know. I'm just glad he did. You've been listening to Let's Talk, a podcast about mental health in rural and regional Australia. If you or someone you know needs help, there are so many places you can turn. If you need someone to talk to, you can call the New South Wales Mental Health Line on 1800 011 511 or Lifeline on 13 11 14. You can also access a heap of information on the Centre for Rural and Remote Mental Health's website. That's www.crrmh.com.au. Thank you.